welcome to the Skeptic and the Mystic podcast. Your hosts, Heather and Deb, will dive into a little bit of the mystical, some of the spiritual, quite a lot of the unconventional, and we'll do it all with a healthy dose of skepticism. So if you know that you're holding yourself back, there are places in your life where you could be doing more of what you want to do. Tune in, stick with us. We'll help you move past some of that skepticism and disbelief and open yourself up to some new ideas and ways to begin living the life that you truly want starting today. Hello. So funny. I'm always like waiting for the like, is this thing on? Are we here? Wow. Yeah, we're here. <laughs> Hi, everybody. This is Deb and Heather, and we have a special guest. We're going to introduce Mari with the Skeptic and the Mystic podcast. We're on episode 32. So in the show, we love to talk about some of these mystical practices with a little bit of the practical edge. So we'll address the skeptics out there. I think this is going to be a super exciting one because, um, Mari, I'm going to let you give everybody a, you can give a brief introduction, but we are going to talk about what it means to be psychic and how you are bringing that in to help people up their game, find their passions. And I really am curious about what that means for you and would love to learn, you know, how you discovered that you have these gifts and how you got comfortable with it. This is some of the stuff we were talking about before we kicked off um, for three people who all really prescribe this and subscribe to it. Um, I know for me personally, there's still a level of shyness around it or you know, not owning it quite fully in all of my circles. So I, I'd love to learn more and yeah, we'll, we'll dive in. We'll let you introduce. Love it. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Um, so I'm Mari Roberts and I am a psychic life coach and I am here to empower my clients to connect with their passion and their purpose. And they do that by actually just connecting to their inner knowing and uh, connecting to their, their, their truth and trusting that intuition, that, that inner knowing. So thanks so much for allowing me to be here. I can't wait to dive into the conversations because we we did start earlier and there's some good stuff. And uh, I think you're going to, you've got lots of good stuff you brought up to touch on. Yeah. We'll never learn our lesson without starting. We start our conversation before recording and then we're like, oh, we should have saved that <laughs> every time. Yeah. So yeah, so we, you and I have worked together a little bit. Yeah. Um, we have a, a common friend, I guess, who <laughs> introduced us. Um, but yeah, I, I would really love for you to share your story of really recognizing that you have these abilities. And then how did you, how did you discover that for yourself? And then how did you go about putting it out there? Because now yeah. you're for reals doing it. <laughs> For reals. For real. Oh my goodness. So it's really funny because um, it was nothing exciting. You know, you hear of people uncovering their gifts and you hear that it was, you know, a major car accident or something happened. It was not, or a major breakup, something dramatic. It was not that at all. Um, and what is funny and interesting is I've been psychic my whole life. I just didn't know it. Um, and I think I've shared this with you before, Deb, you know, when I was a little girl, um, you know, 
I used to walk between what I used to call the Star Trek people between my doors. And I just knew that they were protecting my door and my parents' doors um, at night. I never said anything to anyone. I just thought it was a normal thing. Um, and then uh, as I got older, um, I started having really vivid dreams. And again, sort of same thing. I'd have these really vivid dreams and I would wake up in the middle of the night and just keep the light on until I passed out again. And I never said anything to my parents ever. I don't know why. Yeah, that's I just interesting. What part yeah. of you thought I got to keep this to myself? I wonder. I just figured it was just a bad dream, you know. Yeah. And I just, it's what else was going to happen was probably my mom would come in and talk to me and tuck me in, but I didn't even want to go back to sleep. So just to keep myself awake until I passed out was to me the most logical thing. And at that time, my room was next to my parents' room, like across the hall from my parents' room. So um, yeah, <laughs> it's wild. And then About it was- what ages do you think that was? Pardon? About what ages? Um, so we lived in San Francisco from birth until I was eight years old and a particular house um, on uh, that we lived on in San Francisco is when I remember walking, like having the re recollection. I want to say I was six, seven years old, five, six, seven years old when that was happening. And then when we moved to Reading, I remember the dreams starting when we moved in. We had our house built. So I remember those dreams started when we moved into that house. Um, so that was probably what nine, eight, nine years old until. Wow through high school. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and then um, the sort of reawakening or awareness of my gifts happened. Um, I, my dad passed away. And when my dad passed away, which was 2015, I'm trying to get my years right, 2015, uh, one of my younger brother's really good friends was there. And she said something about my skin looking nice. And I just had this hit that I needed to go down the rabbit hole and figure out more about her. And I literally went down the Facebook rabbit hole and found out that she was intuitive and did readings. And so I reached out to her and we had a reading and we did some work together for a little while. And um, I remember her saying, Mari, you're empathic. You know, you're very empathic. And I was just like, everybody's empathic, nothing new. And she just said, you know, you're, you're very empathic. Fast forward. Um, I moved to the Pacific Northwest. I live in the Seattle area. And um, she had said, Hey, when you move there, things are going to happen really quickly. And just know things will happen really quickly. I thought it was about my career. It wasn't about my career. It was about my gifts coming on. Um, yeah. And sort of same thing happened. I started getting interested in shadow work. I, you know, it was like on goop had articles, everyone had articles about it. And I was like, what is this shadow work? It's very interesting. I'm very curious. My mom came to visit. We went to uh, Woodby Island for a weekend, met a really amazing florist. She had this beautiful floral, floral shop. Um, Flying Bear Farms, I'd like to mention it in case anyone ever is in the area, definitely go and visit her. You can have things mail ordered. She's truly amazing. And so I'd love to 
promote that. Um, but sort of same thing. I started following her on Instagram. And one day she posted about a friend getting married and not being able to be at the wedding. And it was just the same hit. I need to research who is this lady that she said, <laughs> you know, at so-and-so, <laughs> I hope you have a wonderful wedding. Went down the rabbit hole. She's a shadow worker. So I started working with her. She then also said sort of the same thing, Mari, you're very intuitive, you know, as everyone's intuitive. So you're really intuitive. Um, and she had a meetup called Intuitive Jam. And she said, why don't you come to the, to the meetup? And I said, okay, I'll go. I didn't even tell my husband what I was going to. I just said, I'm going to this meetup called the Jam. <laughs> At that time, I was nervous. So I didn't want to say anything. I didn't want to think I was losing my mind. Yeah. Um, and that's really how it began and how it um, came to be. <laughs> Is it the dog? Dog <laughs> pumping the pillow right now. Yeah. <laughs> real life. Real life. <laughs> real life. Rarely ever does that anymore, but clearly he's, I don't know. It's real life. He's <laughs> in the shadows. He's trying to be discreet. <laughs> it's real life. Um, so same thing, uh, you know, I, I went to the intuitive jam. It took me a while before I actually finally said something. And finally, one day I said something and, um, months I hadn't gone back. I didn't go back for months. And when I went back, the woman who I said something to said, you know, the very next day, cause I basically had seen trees, um, and like a canopy of trees. And the very next day, she said to me that her friend called her out of the blue, asked her to go camping um, and, and Mount Rainier. They went camping and she said she looked up and there she was under the canopy of trees. And so that's when I thought, okay, let me just continue to practice with this. And then, and more just started to happen from there. But that's how it came to be. Nothing really, nothing really exciting or, or, wild. And I, I'd like to share that also because I think people believe that something dr drastic has to happen totally. for them to tap into their own inner knowing and their own gifts. And that's just not the case. Just makes for better movies. It does. <laughs> <laughs> and really good books. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so maybe you won't get a life, I mean, a lifetime movie written about you, but whatever. Whatevs. <laughs> Yeah. So what, like when, when I hear psychic coach, my, my first thought is, okay, what the heck is that? Like, you know, I think at this point, everybody knows what a coach is, right? But yeah. like life coach or whatever, but like a psychic coach, like I, you know, being the one who always like, what is this stuff? You know, I can conjure up lots of different crazy thoughts in my head of what a psychic coach is. So can you like give clarity to what specifically that means for you in your practice? Yes. Um, first and foremost, I'm very practical. <laughs> I'm not, um, I wouldn't call myself, you know, I think also when you hear psychic, you think, you know, um, not grounded, not practical completely. Right. Yeah. No, not me. Um, so for me, it means that I'm connecting with my gifts I'm using them. So for me, and I also like to speak in not terms of like clairvoyant or clairaudient, because I feel like that can also feel very, um, 
alienating and also can feel like it's something you can't attain. And so I know, I see, I feel, I hear. I keep it real simple. <laughs> and um, I use those gifts when we're working together. And so it just depends on the way I'm coaching with a person. Sometimes it is that something will come up and I will um, give insight. And sometimes it is actually doing a full, I'd say traditional reading where I'm answering um, questions and the, the, the knowing and information comes through. So I blend those things together really. Um, and I do coaching very like practical coaching. I went to IPEC, (laughs) you know, it's still traditional coaching behavior. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I like to call it that practical mystical behavior, basically methodology and maybe a better word. Right. Yeah. So because for anybody who's watching and don't know, coaching, I don't know if you, I get this question all the time. People are like, oh, I really want to be a coach. And I'll say, well, how come you want to be a coach? And they're like, well, people come to me advice for all the time. And I love telling people what to do. And I'm like, you don't want to be a coach then. You want to be a consultant. Mm-hmm. Like, a consultant tells people what to do. A coach asks questions and asks more questions. And a coach that rarely says, go do this. If you're yeah. taking something for a program, which is what a lot of people do these days, like they'll have this program and they'll call themselves a coach. You know, and they're like, okay, do this, do this, this. But they don't have the fine art of uh, asking questions and, like, helping somebody to explore like you do, like, you know, with IPEC training. Or, like, so how do you, because with psychic stuff, a lot of times it is like, hey, I'm seeing something, I'm feeling something, I'm hearing something. That then gets into the telling part. Okay? Yeah. So how does yeah. that, how does that work? Yeah. So if it's a, if we're doing a, um, I'll give an example of, I have these um, sessions I call life psychic life consulting sessions and I use coaching in it. And so um, if I'm doing a traditional reading, I do get information. Um, I know what to tell you what to do with it. And then once I give you all that information, one, first and foremost, you have free will. You can do whatever you want with the information I share. Um, it is also present tense and it's helping to allow you to Um, be seen to validate whatever it is that's happening, to acknowledge feelings or help you connect sometimes feelings that are tied maybe even to childhood that you had no idea was actually affecting current state. Um, And then we are going to coach on whatever it is that came up. So you want to now, I'm making this up, you now have learned something about um, uh, yourself and now you want to take the steps to um, implement it. So now we're going to have traditional coaching on, you know, what does that look like for you? What does that mean? Uh, you're going to get the questions of maybe how, who would that affect? How might that affect them? And then, you know, how are we going to implement this? You know, so what is the thing I like to always ask is sort of like have like, um, you know, it's, this is a very eye thing, but, you know, sort of like what is, ideal, what is the middle, and what is sort of the bare minimum that you can do? What does that look like? And then, okay, let's talk about what's the bare minimum. How can you put that into place? So letting them come up with their own um, uh, solutions to how they want to address whatever it is that came up. So that's how I'm very kind of practical way of talking about it, but that's how that shows up. So it's... So it's, as I know in my coaching with, with people, oftentimes, like, they're looking, everybody's looking for certainty at the end of the day, right? 
And so like with the energy work that I do, a lot of times like we'll pull up stuff and they'll be like, oh, well, there's trapped emotion here or there's a no will to like, you know, no will to live energy or, you know, there's a despair anchor of I'm not enough or, you know, basic things. And like, then they hear that and they're like, oh yeah. And then they, they could tie them back to some story that they had. And then we're able to like, you know, unwrap that. And then again, if like give the practical stuff. So is it like similar to that? But, but, but you're just like, oh wait, this download's coming to me, like coming through me to give to you. Yeah. 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 And if it's in a, even if it's a traditional coaching relationship, it's the same way of, um, what is the, what do you want to talk about today? What's happening? What, are, how are we going to know you're successful? <laughs> you know? Um, and then if, and, and then in that conversation, if I'm getting other forms of information, then I can share that with them. That's coming up, but it's still very, um, traditional for lack of, I'm doing air quotes, but, um, it's, as, as you sort of mentioned, there's lots of different types of coaching out there these days. So, yeah. yeah. Do you, I'm just curious, I'm totally going to like go on a tangent, but do you ever find um, that you go try to work with somebody and they aren't open and you can't get a message for them? I have had clients who aren't interested in the the psychic piece and I just don't bring it in. But I mean like if they are, but is does it ever not come through? Do you know what I mean? Like Yeah, that's true. Uh, they might subconsciously not mm. open and therefore blocking your access. I haven't had that. Oh cool. I've yeah. been I get fortunate. I guess they wouldn't to come to you if they weren't you know they wouldn't come asking for that perhaps if they weren't like ready. Yeah. For yeah. And I, I get a lot of people who have never had you know, if, it, if it's, they've never worked with someone like me and they're curious, but they also are comfortable because they know I have a corporate background and they don't feel like I am being, you know, uh, ungrounded or over the top in any way that, that um, they feel comfortable experiencing a different yeah. experience, basically. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. think, I think back to like, you know, even when we first connected, yeah. I had never worked with someone who, you know, called themselves a psychic before. And I did even being in this space and very much subscribing to this stuff. I kind of had this preconceived notion that I don't, I didn't, I don't, I, I don't want fortune telling. And mm -hmm. that's not what you do. Mm -hmm. uh, but I thought that that's where psychics lie is I don't really want, like I, Heather and I have had many conversations about uncertainty and unknowns. I, I love them. I thrive in them. I don't want somebody to tell me what is happening for me because number one, I want to choose. Number two, I, I just like to let it evolve. But um, I think that's like a distinction where maybe a lot of people think of a psychic and they think of someone in a weird purple room with a crystal ball. <laughs> Like, you know, kind of like Heather was saying, like, if I ever become that person, let's have an intervention. You are so not that. Uh -uh. Um, yeah. And I know you you did. Like, I think I asked you that question somewhere along the way. Like, you know, I don't I, I'm not interested in future prescribing. But when people ask you for I mean, future predicting, but when people ask you for that, how do you manage that? And, you know, I just do I don't do it. Yeah, some people have. And I'm like, that's just not me. I don't do that. And I have also had the question, um, you know, asking if I'm a medium. I'm like, I don't, I don't deal with people on the other side, you yeah. know. Um, and 
I don't even, I haven't even attempted to see if I could tap into that. I'm not interested. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's some ethics involved there too. I mean, that's, we'll get into a gray area if we go down that path, but I do feel like the future predicting and Heather, I've mentioned there's this, um, I don't like to knock people. There's a psychic bookstore that I really actually do enjoy going to because they have like some cool products that I think are ethically sourced. So sometimes I go there, but they do, um, they do have like live readings that go on like right there live in the store. And sometimes mm. I hear stuff and I'm just like, oh my God, this feels wrong. It feels wrong, number one, that I'm walking through an open room and I can listen in on somebody's reading. I think that's a little bit weird. Um, <laughs> but I listen to what people are saying and I'm like, this is what gives people in our space a little bit of a bad rap. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I think there's a lot of things to it, right? I think one, if you're in a public space, you're, you're giving consent to be True. in that space and you're choosing the questions that you're asking. True. <laughs> True. Um, and you are, um, if you're giving consent, you're giving consent. I, I do think that there's lines of what, you know, just like in any other thing, it's, yeah. um, you know, what is, what is ethical behavior, you know, and how do you, how do you manage in a way that is, um, you know, honest yeah. and, um, yeah, I'd say honest, that's the best way and to I go. Think, and you're really focused on giving people the tools to help themselves truly. Yeah. You know, yeah. sometimes what I, and this could just be my stories and my interpretations of what I see when I'm in this store, but <laughs> I feel like I see a lot of people desperate for mm. maybe it's the certainty like Heather was mentioning or desperate for mm -hmm. some sort of answer or desperate to hear what they want to hear perhaps. Yeah. I mean, I have done readings for people who they don't like what I'm telling them, you know, yeah. because they want me to tell them like, no, it's love or whatever. I'm like, I'm telling you what it's coming in. I only share with you what I hear or what I see or feel or know. And right. um, it may not be what you want to hear, which is also okay. Yeah. Everything is your, you have free will. It's all going to play out, but I can't tell you something that is not um, true, at least from what I am being given you know, yeah. so, cause I'm also getting information on your behalf for you, <laughs> you know, so yeah. So how do you, how do you transition that from, uh, you know, from you giving them that information to them connecting to their information and, and hearing the messages themselves? Because ultimately like, like we'd want as any of our clients, right. To have the tools themselves, I mean, you know, a good, I think a good coach, you know, is like, I want to work myself out of the business, you know, like, yeah. I, I clients so that they don't need to keep coming to me. Yeah. You know? So how do you transition that? Um, yeah. From like you giving them the message to them getting like learning to touch base and connect with themselves. It's a great question. And it's interesting. Um, there's a couple things. One, and I think Deb knows this. I've said this before. I'm like, if someone's reaching out to me and they're trying to have me do a reading or connect with them in another month, you know, this is outside of like the, like a regular sort of coaching agreement. If someone said they just want a reading, for example, if they're trying to talk to me in a month, then they haven't gone and done anything or done any work. And I'm not meeting with you. <laughs> like you should not be talking to, you know, this should be a maybe three months, six months to a year. If you're coming back to me for anything, it just depends on whatever the, the situation or topic is. Um, I 
the way I describe it is I give you a prescription. I know what to tell you what to do with the information. And um, if you are doing those things, you will start to be able to get information for yourself, whether that is um, you <clears throat> are getting a download on your own, you're getting connection to your creativity, which is then helping spark, you know, your confidence and your inner knowing and what's coming up. Um, it, it is varied for each person, but definitely the information that comes through is given, I believe, as a way to help you connect to your own um, inner knowledge, inner awareness. So I would say it. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk about what we started talking a little bit before we got before we got Oh, yes, yeah. yes, yes. About um, the, the idea of, of, is there some people that would say, growing up, it's some people who grew up with certain religious you know, beliefs or spiritual beliefs that like, this is like voodoo, witchcraft, you know, like it's not from God. What was your background and like, what for you, what needed to be true for you to, to embrace this gift that you had and to like step into it fully? Also a very good question. I would say, um, well, first I grew up Catholic. I feel like Catholic, there's lots of mystical. If you really like pay attention, there's a lot of mystical and Catholic. And in all religion, if you really like pay attention, there's always something mystical involved. So um, to me, that is connected to God, source, whatever people want to call it, or it feels comfortable for you. Um, and I don't know. I just, I mean, if you're going to talk about angels, that's pretty mystical. <laughs> <laughs> talk about rising from the dead that's pretty mystical yeah yeah and i i guess i never and my mom's like super duper catholic and um our family all grew up catholic but i just uh, my dad grew up when he was a kid he was baptist but um he converted to catholicism but i i i i just feel like it's all the same if you are able to have conversation with god you have to have faith and trust that something is possible and and that um, any way that it shows up, if it's done from a sense and a place of like love and connection to um, you know faith in a higher higher God being you know Jesus universe, then it's it's it is all intertwined. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I mean, it makes sense to me for sure, you know, and I had to go through a period of deconstructing, you know, like only the messages, like they stopped once the Bible was done being written, which was written, you know, how long after Jesus died, you know, mm -hmm. like it was like all these things just stopped. And, you know, like we always raise it like there's no, no other way that God can speak at this point. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. Like how, yeah. how does he make like us in a world where he's like, nope, I'm, this was my time frame of me speaking through you. Yeah. Do it yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I was raised Catholic as well. And I think I questioned a lot. I mean, I didn't not believe in that, but I, once I knew there were like other religions existed, I would be like, well, okay. If somebody is Hindu, 
how can we say that they're going like i would just ask i just always ask these questions are you telling me that they're gonna go to hell because they don't believe in this system that we believe in that that never made sense to me even when i was a tiny kid and i'm like yeah i'm not gonna buy that story mm-hmm. I didn't <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 i don't know i just think um i think it's an interesting thing because there is i would say fear of the unknown mm-hmm which is the fear, but having faith is also the unknown. Right. So having the- um, And that's the funny thing though, it's like, but I have faith in this thing that I know, like they're like, I have faith. And you're like, yeah, but you only have faith in the thing that you, you're certain of, that's not faith. Mm. Mm. That's like, interesting way to put it. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah, that's true. But also, you, but in that, even if you have faith in the thing that you know, if you are praying on something that is in the unknown, it still requires a level of faith, you know? Um, so, and where that comes from, who knows? So yeah. I don't know. I just, it's, it is a, why would, why would there be a universe or a, a place where God wouldn't want everything to kind of be experienced in some different way by other people to teach each other. Mm-hmm. You know? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know yeah. if it's too deep or. It is. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, and also just, you know, I, I don't know how you guys feel. I'm pretty sure I actually do know how both of you feel on this, but like for me personally, like in regards to that question, Heather, when people aren't ready to buy into you know, these things that I think I do know to be true at this point, as far as like mystical practices and how, you know, the universe kind of does work in my viewpoint. I'm not interested in trying to convert somebody. So if you're ready for it and you want to buy into it, I think it will make sense to you. But if you're not, then that's okay. You can believe in whatever you want to believe in if that's working for you. You know, Mm -hmm. I don't think there's, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not interested in changing people. I'm interested in helping people that want what I can offer, but I'm not here to change anyone's mind. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah my... that's a good way to think about it. Sorry, mm-hmm. Heather. What? No, there's no sorry. I, I just think it's fascinating. Just the more that I dive into some of this stuff, like hearing people, and again, knowing my own resistances you know, to it, but I, what shifted my mind was the, the having an experience, you know, and it's one thing when you have head knowledge of something, that's a whole different thing when you have an experience of something. Mm-hmm. And nobody can deny anybody's, anyone else's experience. People try to, right? But nobody can deny it. For me, it was like, first time I experienced energy work and there was such a big shift in me. And I was like, you know, I was raised in the church and like depressed, wanted to kill myself. I'm like, I had Jesus. Like clearly, and and what I the crazy thing is is that I know there's people who think like, well, we live in a fallen world, and that's gonna be we're gonna suffer here. And I'm like, oh, like oh, there's a loving God. Like what the heck is that? Like how how is that even? And so the first time I experienced energy work, and I could was like felt lightness, like like just enter my chest and the heaviness lift off. I couldn't deny that there was something to it. And it, you know, it started me down the path. And are there things that I'm still like every once in a while, like there are certain things I'm like, come on, you know, cause there's, there's wackadoos, there's charlatans in every, they're, they're, you know, whether you go in the Catholic church. I mean, you know, how many, 
how many terrible people are, you know, leave the Catholic church, the Christian church, all of them, you know, and, and it's the same thing in the energy world. Like there's, there's not pure intentioned people in all of the places. Of course. There, I think you could also argue there are people that have had those same experiences through religion, right? Where mm, that mm-hmm. was where they found that powerful experience that you had. And so yes, that's, that's their path, right? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah, they're all, they're all right. Everyone's path is right. Yeah, That's my my little hippie viewpoint. <laughs> we'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We'll so I want to kind of touch on something that um, I don't even know if I shared this piece with you, Heather. But something cool that Mari does, and that I have had the opportunity to experience, and I'm going to experience again. So I'm super excited. Um, I want to talk about how you do this in the group setting because mm. I think it's super powerful because we did um, in your last go around, I won't take over spilling all the beans about your program, but we did some group readings, which were very, very fascinating to me. Cause we had how many people in our group? Six, six, mm-hmm. six women. Um, yeah. It was all women. Yeah. There, yeah. There was, there was <laughs> it was all women. I don't want to, um, but anyway, there, I loved that you had done um, group readings. And so Mm. everybody kind of came with a question that was obviously pertinent to themselves only. But every single time I was like, oh, there was a message for me in that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it was it was super powerful. So I would love to talk, you know, for you to expand on the group work and how it kind of amplifies, at least in my opinion, in a group setting. Thanks. Um, (laughs) Thanks. I wasn't expecting that. Um, (laughs) I have a program that um, is called uh, Cultivate Your Inner Wisdom. And it is about um, helping women connect to their inner knowing and trust their inner knowing, connecting to their clarity. Um, And um, one of the things that we do is, one, we do energy work in a group. And it's sort of the same thing. I feel like... um, uh, and I'm sure you, Heather, too, right? You've experienced it in the group. I do group it, energy now, yeah. Yeah, there's still, whoever's in that container at that time, um, any kind of conversation or debriefing or discussion afterwards, whatever the person is going through, there is always something for the other person or people in the group to learn and it affects them and hits them in the same way. And it's the same with like doing a group you know, if, if I do, a, even if I do it even online, you know, I'm going to do like a quick, like, I'm going to answer many questions or pull an Oracle card. Um, the messages always are interconnected. And it's, it's, I believe it's the, when a group comes together, there is something about the intentions that people make in the container of the group. Um, and that it is meant for, um, healing, awareness, clarity, um, empowerment of all of those people. So no matter what comes up, whatever your situation or topic, there is meant to be something for everyone to take from it. Um, Even me, myself personally, like if I've ever been in a container, I always get something out of something, even if I even am not the person speaking up, it's like, I need to write this down. It's there's something about the synergy of the people um, coming in together and it's always the right people for the right time, if that makes sense too. Um, but 
I'm not doing anything. <laughs> really, I feel like I don't do anything. It's just, it's the, it's the, it is the um, energy and essence of the women that are in that group together at that time. Um, I just get to be a facilitator or a messenger, truly. That's how I look at it. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Are you still accepting people for the next round? That I am. It starts on Thursday, the 15th. I'm like, what is today? It starts on Thursday, the 15th, but I am still accepting. I am. Ooh. You can reach out to me. If this is on the Instagram, you can DM me. You can I am gonna, <laughs> it takes us like, it might not be until tomorrow. Depends. Fine. There's still time to do, you know, there's some, some like internet magic that has to happen, but then I will um, upload it to Instagram and I will tag you. Oh, yeah. or if there's anything you want me to put in the bio, we can do that. But Heather, you Definitely. can share the website too, right? Mm -hmm. Heather has the power while we're live. I don't know how to do any of this. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Anything. And if it, if it has questions, you can reach out and ask me. It's a 12-week program, and it is really intended to help you connect to your inner knowing, to gain clarity, um, and to really um, trust yourself, truly. And I think maybe, you know, because I think this is something that I personally, like, I'm, I'm, feel like I'm tapped into that and I'm very open to that, but I don't know the other women in the group, like some of them, it seemed like this is not a day-to-day -day thing for them to live in this space and talk about these things. And so um, I've been seeing some of your testimonials that you're posting and it seems like it's, it is for everybody. You don't have yeah. to be living in this space or subscribe to any of these things um, to get benefit out of it. No, no. And um, I would say that, for most of the people in both groups, they they have experience, probably have experience a reading or something like a reading, um, but uh, it doesn't mean you have to have gone to that experience before because you'll have a one-on-one -on -one with me and I will walk you through everything and um, it will be a safe um, space, safe container for sure. Um, and there are amazing women in the program already. So yeah. that's that's um, part of it. And the exciting part of it is the community. Because that was the thing that um, I've noticed resonated the most is the sense of community that the women felt. Even if they don't stay in touch afterwards in that space, in that time, feeling like they're connected and that they're not alone. They're not going through their experience on their own. Yeah. Yes. What would you say that you see is are, are some of the biggest things that stop? I'll say women. Like let's just focus on women for right now. Like that you see prevents women from really trusting themselves and connecting to their inner wisdom. Um, I think we just don't trust ourselves in general, and so because of that, we seek everything outside of ourselves because whatever you hear can't be right. Um, and so some of that is uh, feeling overwhelmed because it feels like it's too big of a um, task or um, ordeal to accomplish instead of looking at, you know, the, the first baby step. It's always I have to solve the big 
problem. Um, I think that's one thing is it, it's over, it can feel overwhelming. I think that we've just gotten so wrapped up on the day to day and the shoulds of everything that we don't even listen to and pay attention to the signs that are happening even within our own body. You know, the kink in your neck could actually be a no. (laughs) No, I don't want to do that, but I'm going to say yes. But all of a sudden I've got a kink in my neck, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, or not realizing that. um, I think, I think that, how do I want to say this? We have just been taught that you have to seek the answers outside of us mm-hmm. for whatever. And if you don't even know that when you feel excited that your stomach flutters because you're so busy in your brain and looking outside, then you you can't even connect to what is already true for you. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I also think, you know, there is an element of... Um, you know, forgetting to love ourselves first and giving it out to everybody else before we give it back to ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. When you dive into like women's stories, there seems to be like, I mean, at the end of the day, right, it's going to come back to like childhood trauma. (laughs) And like mom said this, dad did this. Uh, Do you see any, um, any themes or like, you know, overarching themes in the people that you work with? It really is varied. It's really varied. Um, and it depends on, um, it depends on sort of what the main intention is the person's looking to work on. But um, I tend to, and it doesn't, this doesn't happen every time, but I tend to be able to connect, especially if I'm doing a reading to a time in life where something happened. And it doesn't necessarily mean that it was like when you were, you know, five years old or seven years old, it sometimes can be like when you were 19 years old, I'm getting this energy. And I don't, I don't actually know that it's a very interesting thing. I just, I can't tell you the pinpoint of the year. I usually can get a sense of like, this feels like you were between, you know, 17 and 19. And it feels like, you know, um, uh, sometimes I see it basically the way I can explain it is I can, I must see like the person in the black room, for example, and it's just like black in that person. And I might sense like, this feels like it was between this age and it feels like this might have been attached to it or whatever. Um, and usually the person is able to connect to that, but it is, it isn't always the case um, that a, um, and I don't want to call it a, just a trauma and make it feel trivial because this may not always be a traumatic situation or a traumatic situation for that person. It could have just been at that point, something occurred that is still um, affecting you, if that makes sense. It could yeah. be like little T trauma. It could be little T trauma. It may not even be a trauma. I've also seen like, um, you know, uh, the opposite where I'll get an image of a person, a little, a person as a little kid, like running in a field of flowers, you know, and it's like, it feels like it's a field of flowers. What was happening at that age? You know, it's like, um, it, it's not always something, um, 
traumatic or connected to trauma. It could just be at, this is the essence, you know, I've had people where I've done it for where it's like, this is when you felt your most like badass. <laughs> you were, I, you got that kind of stuff for me too. Yeah. You yeah. got a lot of like, go back to your childhood when you felt happy and harness yeah. that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which resonated mm -hmm. very well for me. Yeah. And, you know, like helping me find my path. Right. Like, mm -hmm. I, if I'm not doing the things that are fun for me, <laughs> not, I'm not having fun. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm exactly. not really powerful if I'm not in that state. Yeah. I, I remember someone early on where it was connecting to them. And again, it was, I feel like it was between like a, like a five and a, you know, seven, five and eight years old type of thing. Oh, that's too far. It was probably five and six, seven years old. And I, I was literally, it was like, I feels like you're wearing a red dress or a red polka dot dress and you feel like the bomb.com kind of, you know, and it was a while later that that person reached out and they were like, found the picture of themselves in a dress that was red. It wasn't like polka dot or whatever that I had, saw, I had like seen in my mind's eye. And they're like, I remember when I found that picture, I felt like I could, I was unstoppable. And that is, you know, and the message to that, to that person was that is like the energy that you need to tap into you at that age, at that time when you felt unstoppable, which mm -hmm. that's not a trauma, right? That's just a, that's the energy of you when you felt the most powerful version of yourself. And it doesn't always happen at that age, by the way. It's just yeah. the, the thing I can remember. So it's like a forgotten energy. Yeah, that's a great way of, 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 of sharing that. Yes, it's a forgotten energy or uh, energy that um, or a time that affected you possibly positively or negatively that you may need to um, reconnect with or remember. So I hope that answered your question. I don't, there's not, a, there's not a, always a theme, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So just as we just start to wrap up, I'd love to hear about one of your favorite stories about somebody that you worked with of like who they were before you worked with, with them. Like what was their challenge? Like, and like specifically, like what was the challenge? Like how did it show up in their life? Mm. And then, like, you know, who were they after? Oh my gosh. That's <laughs> like, sorry. that's okay. I'm like, there's so many, I'm trying to think of like, whose story do I want to share? And, you know, obviously in a anonymized way. Mm -hmm. Um, oh my gosh, who am I going to, who do I want to tap into? Um, I would say the story that I can think of right now that's popping into my brain, um, is, I have a had a client who um, was in a soul-sucking job and also was trying to decide how she wanted to proceed, whether it was to go her own way or even to just, you know, um, start her own business or do something different. And um, the thing for her was, again, back to like the energy of who you were was actually... Um, this is something I will tell all people to consider. Remember who is your alter ego? What is your alter ego? Who is she um, or he? Um, because what does your alter ego say? What would your alter ego do? And um, 
what started to shift for her was among a lot of other things on top of, you know, um, uh, doing the practical, you know, actions, also connecting it to that, um, that alter ego, that when I would get her messages back to me about the actions she was taking and the things she was doing, which was give notice, quit her job, new things started showing up in terms of um, new opportunities for, for her to work, um, you know, doing her regular um, uh, morning practice for her was affirmations and some, you know, um, uh, connecting with herself. But she started signing her messages to me with her alter ego name, <laughs> you know, because that alter ego um, was the element that she used to harness, you know, her truth and and cross check when she was feeling self doubt about, you know, what she should do or how she should move forward. Um, and so I, that that's the first story that came to mind. But it was truly who is this alter ego? What is she all about? What would she say? Um, and then how do you take control from there? Um, as well as, like I said, doing the, the other um, affirmation work that she was doing for herself and um, some of her other practices that she was bringing in. Um, she's got a new job that she loves She's gotten clarity on the fact that she, you know, isn't ready to start her own thing, but that doesn't mean that she's not going to start her own thing because she's realized that there's so much she can learn in her new job. Way more freedom than she's ever had in terms of what her job has to offer clients that she actually loves to work with. Um, and that was by taking some small steps first, mm -hmm. truly. Yeah. Hopefully that answers the question and I gave you enough of an insight without, you know, obviously sharing too much information about my client. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're not saying her name. So. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, I am not. <laughs> Unless you gave me permission. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So uh, as we wrap up, is there anything that you feel like, you know, if somebody was like, I don't understand, like a psychic life coach, I don't understand. Like if, if there was one, you know, one or if, like a couple of things that you can, could um, help to, to make people feel more at ease and understand that. What, what would you say? Um, I think there's a couple of things. It doesn't even matter if it's me or anybody else is, um, you know, check out the person. <laughs> so, uh, whether it's going to LinkedIn, whether it's going to check out their Instagram, definitely going to their webpage, checking out, you know, if they have, um, uh, you know, testimonials and taking advantage of opportunity to have a phone call, to have your questions answered. Um, I think those are the first and foremost things that I would say to people. Um, I would also say, you know, to really take some time to sit back and actually breathe into your heart and listen to your heart and ask the questions and answer those questions. You know, how does this feel? You know, do I feel really comfortable having a conversation with this person or not? Because um, I may not be the right person for you. 
but the right person does exist for you. Um, and to be comfortable with, with that and to also be comfortable with, you know, I've had, I've, I have clients who've come to me who have told me I have followed you for a while. And, um, you know, I got the ping a while ago that I should work with you, but then I just didn't. And then I saw you again and I was like, it's time to work with you. And so trust that as well. And don't feel um, that you have to be pressured or rushing into any kind of partnership because the reality is as a client, I expect that you are going to do the work. I'm just a facilitator and, um, you know, your results are in direct um, correlation to the amount of work that you put in and your willingness to do the work. And so you want to feel like you can work with someone who you feel safe and confident and comfortable with being um, 100% yourself so that you can get the results that you desire. Mm -hmm. You know, I love that you said that is when I first started working as a therapist, I worked as a, at a group home for adolescent girls. I lived in South Jersey outside of Philly. So we had girls from Trenton and Camden and Philly and New York and clearly I'm white and you know, most of the girls weren't, right? And, and they'd come in and with their social worker and I said to them, every single girl that came in, I said, listen, I, said, I want you to interview me because if, I, if we're going to be working together, like you need to feel comfortable with me. And every single social worker was like, no one has ever said that to them. No one has, because they just felt like they, they were being interviewed to see whether or not they were a good fit. And I'm like, if you don't feel comfortable working with me, it's not going to, I'm here to help you. But if you don't feel comfortable, right, whether it's because I'm white or because of how I talk or whatever, like, I want to help you find the best place for you. And every girl wanted to come to my come to that place because like you know they had the choice and you know having been in the tony robbins world which you know is a very masculine focused coaching and it's like you decide now and if you don't decide now then you're not serious about your future i'm like i you know i, I have the same thing when i talk to clients i'm like you know potential clients i'm like think about it get back to me like you don't have to answer right away <laughs> you know which is so different in the coaching world because it's like you need to answer right away and you know you need if you're not serious about your life you know if you're not you, you will you would say right now if you were serious i'm like ugh, so icky so it's yeah yeah and it doesn't have to be that way mm -mm. no no yeah. i'm glad to know that there's other people out there doing that too <laughs> <laughs> it's it's always refreshing refreshing <laughs> Affirming. Awesome. So, Deb, do you want to close us out? Any any last thoughts from you? Anything that you think is important to know? I think we covered a lot, and I know we're taking up more of your time than I promised, Mari. So I don't want to keep you any longer. But um, do you have the contact info, Heather? Can you post it in the Mari's contact info? Um, yeah, I think we covered a lot. I think I'm so happy and grateful that you came on to share with us. I can't wait to. Um, get started with another group. That'll be exciting. I'm excited to have you. And I'm so grateful that you had me join you both. I really appreciate the time and um, just getting to know you better and um, connect with you this way. I really um, had a blast. Thanks, ladies. <laughs> yeah. Bye. Awesome. Bye. Bye. Bye.